spicy. All right, welcome back to another episode of Spicy Sundays. I'm your host, Jane. On Spicy Sundays, we talk about financial literacy and tackling your goals on personal finance. So welcome to another week. Now, today's episode is on an extremely, extremely important topic. I cannot stress this enough. And so if you're going to be here listening to any episode in this season of Spicy Sundays, it is this one today. And that is all about the TFSA. So I highly recommend sticking to the very end of this episode because not only will those of you who don't have a TFSA yet benefit from this, any of you who do already have a TFSA account will definitely learn something new today for sure. So I'll be breaking down every single aspect of what it is, how it is used, and what you can do if you don't have one or you already have one and some of the ways to use it more efficiently. Okay. So the TFSA stands for the Tax-Free Savings Account, and it was launched in 2009 by the Canadian government to help Canadians with their savings. So usually for any clients that I talk to, the two types of accounts or products I highly, highly suggest on making when you turn 19 years old is applying for a credit card and opening up a tax-free savings account. Now, the reason for the tax-free savings account being seriously the best investment account in Canada is because, like the name implies, it saves you from any money you make from getting taxed. Now, when I say the money you make, it implies capital gains. And capital gains is any growth that you make on your deposits because it the money is in you know the stock market. And when the stock market goes up, your money also moves and it goes up with it. So that growth you make is not taxed. And so I'll dive into why this is so important later on as we unravel each fact about the TFSA. But just know that if you don't have one yet, first, listen to what kinds of TFSA types there are out there. And then hear out some of my recommendations of which one to get first. But the first thing I want to clarify before we move on with the details is that A mutual fund and a TFSA are not completely separate types of products. I hear this a lot because some, I was even confused with it myself. Most people think that these things are two different things. You know, they say, I'll get a TFSA. Oh, and I'll also get a mutual fund. But nope, one is just under one another. So to sort of get this idea more clarified, I want to begin with that investing, there are two types of accounts where there are non-registered account types and registered account types. So a registered account type means that they are registered with the CRA. There are specific rules and requirements and it's just managed by the CRA. The other one is a non-registered account type. This one is not registered with the CRA, so it is more flexible. There aren't any limits, but it is taxable. And so today we'll be going into more specifically a type of account under the registered account types and under the registered there are two main types Uh, one is a RSP and the other one is a TFSA so today we'll be diving into what a TFSA is which is a type of account under a registered account I hope that makes sense it's definitely an important factor to consider because this is the basic foundation of what you want to understand first So now within the TFSA, there are different products you can get that is a TFSA. So that being either a mutual fund, a direct investing account, a GIC, or a high interest savings account. So this means you could have a mutual fund RSP and a mutual fund TFSA. 
All right, so now that we've got those umbrella terms cleared, we can finally talk about what the heck this TFSA is. These four letters, you know, you hear your mom telling you to open, your dog telling you to open, your annoying bank teller who also is telling you to get one. So if you don't have one yet, please consider making one after listening to this episode. So some quick definitions to get out there are contribution room, contribution limit, withdrawal slash redemption. So the TFSA has a limit where you can deposit up to and that depends on your age. This is really important, so keep listening. So this is known as a contribution limit and your contribution limit is calculated by the additional contribution amounts the government adds each year. So if you've probably heard in the news, this year, 2021, the government has added $6,000 to your contribution limit. And because this started in 2009, you go back to the year you were 18 years old and you add up all the contribution amounts the government has added and then you get your contribution limit from that total. So to figure this out, you can type in TFSA contribution room calculator in Google and you can just put your age and all that and it'll calculate it for you. But to understand how this is calculated, so for an example, um, if you were 18 years old in 2016 like me, uh, the contribution room increase was 5,500. Then in 2017, it was also 5,500. And you add this up until the present year, so 2021, to find out what your limit is. It's important to be aware of this maximum contribution limit because you do not want to go over it. It is a limit because it is a limit. And we'll go into why this is, but with your age-dependent limit, this is the amount that you're able to contribute up to and stick to. So this value can also be seen in your My Account at the very bottom of the CRA website as well. If you don't have a My Account CRA login yet, I also highly suggest setting that up too if you don't have one. Um, And if you paid attention earlier, I actually mentioned that when you turn 19 years old, I usually recommend getting a credit card and a TFSA. Um, But then why is it 18? Why is it not 19 that the contribution room starts at? So, well, basically in most provinces outside of BC, you can actually make a TFSA account when you are 18 years old. It's just BC and some few provinces specifically that you need to be 19 years old to create the account, but the accumulation of your room begins at 18. So the second definition is a contribution room, and this is the space you have remaining if you've already made deposits. It's really important to know what your room left is because you don't want to be going over it, right? Uh, And then the last definition, withdrawal or redemption, is when you take the funds out of your TFSA. This is also critical to know because you can't just take money out mindlessly. Any withdrawal creates an impact on your contribution room, so keeping track of this is super, super serious. So to give you an example how this kind of works is if you have a $10,000 limit and now being 2021, the new added contribution limit increased... um, additional 6,000. So now you have a limit of 16,000. And then you decided you contributed the maximum $16,000, you know, in 2021. So you no longer have any room to deposit because you maxed out your TFSA. But then you decide you want to take out 5,000. So 16,000 minus 5,000, you now have 11,000 remaining in your TFSA and you're wanting to take the 5,000 out. So when you take this out, this doesn't mean that you can deposit $5,000 again in 2021. 
just because you reduced your TFSA balance. $5,000 withdrawal is now applied to the next year in 2022, um, where you get to have this $5,000 room back then. This concept is pretty confusing, uh, so it's important to take time and understand. This is also known as a redemption because you are redeeming your funds that also had growth in the account as well. So now you might be wondering, what about any growth I make when I maxed out my contribution limit? Does that affect any of my numbers? No, because any growth or even loss that has taken place will not impact or change your room and limit. So just focus on the deposits and withdrawals that you've made in the account. The only thing I do want to point out is, say for example, your limit of 16,000 with the entire 16,000 being maxed out and you made an additional $1,000 from interest. You decide you want to take this entire now $17,000 total out of your TFSA, you know, to buy a car or something that is like a big purchase. I don't know. And for that next year in 2022, you can technically have a contribution room of the 2022 added contribution room uh, amount by the government and $17,000 of a room you withdrew from 2021. Now keep in mind that when you have decided to take $17,000 out in 2021, you can't go back and put uh, $16,000 in 2021. You've already taken it out and you've completed the contribution limit and room that has satisfied for 2021. And so I want to highlight this is why this account is so incredible because in a situation where you've maxed out your limit and had growth, you're sort of increasing your limit kind of automatically um, without, you know, having this added contribution amount by the government from your growth and that withdrawal that you've made, you're actually able to increase that room yourself. So the reason why this is key is now you have more room to save your money where you can have an additional deposit room and save it from getting taxed. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that you do not want to go over your limit. And with this, I will be going over a few things that can actually get you taxed from a TFSA. This is pretty much the only times and ways that you can get taxed with the TFSAs. And besides this, there are no other possible ways your TFSA will get taxed. So the first one is that if you go over your limit, like we mentioned earlier, the excess amount you are carrying and having in the account is subjected to a 1% penalty each month the amount stays in your account. Now remember, this isn't any growth you make after maxing out your limit, it is the deposits. So for instance, say you maxed out your hypothetical that we are referring to each time, the $16,000 limit, and you forgot about it or whatever and decided to add an additional $1,000 to the TFSA. The, each month, this $1,000 limit is sitting there, you are taxed 1%. So that's why it's so important to know your limit and also playing within it, get it? Uh, the second way you can get taxed on a TFSA is when you have a direct investing TFSA account. So an account you know, where you can sell and buy stocks. And if you are holding a U.S. stock that pays out dividends, then you are subject to tax as well. So dividends are essentially cash bonus payments paid out by the company that is shared with their stockholders from the profit the company has made after taking into account, you know, their expenses and stuff. So, for example, companies like Apple, NVIDIA, Coca-Cola are U.S. stocks that pay out dividends. 
So dividends, you know, have a certain percentage. It depends with the company. Um, and they pay out these cash bonuses, which are really nice passive income methods. But any U.S. dividends are subject to a 15% withholding tax. So withholding tax means that you don't need to file a tax paper slip or anything like that. It just means that from the dividend payout total, the IRS, which is the U.S. Federal Tax Agency, is withholding 15% back and then releasing the remaining back into your TFSA. So the U.S. withholding tax rate charged to foreign investors on U.S. dividends is actually 30%, but it, it is reduced to 15% for taxable Canadian investors due to this U.S. Um, Canada agreement that has been made. So if you see the numbers 15 and 30, uh, this is why. Usually on TikToks and things like that, you may see these numbers. Um, so you could be confused. Even my own brother got confused uh, thinking that it was, you know, there's a 30% tax on any U.S. stocks you buy. But no, it's just the U.S. dividends and it's just 15%. So this means that 15% is held back by the IRS and 85% gets paid out to you. And emphasizing again that there are no tax slips or tax filing that you need to do. This is why a TFSA is so awesome because you, you don't have to do tax slips. There are no tax slips. And it's great for beginners to play around with US stocks and still be flexible with all these rules. It's also great because with any withdrawals you make, you aren't taxed again for any money you take out. So you can take out money anytime without there being restrictions on money being withdrawn. It's only that idea of the contribution room that gets affected and you might have to do a little bit of calculations, but any withdrawal, no taxes. Uh, the third way you might be able to use your TFSA and get taxed on it is if you use it as a day trading account. So day trading means that you're doing a lot of stock purchases and selling in one day so that you're getting, you know, little bits of growth and selling that. Um, and if you are doing this, the CRA can actually see this as you are trying to get it as a main source of income, which day trading is, and you can audit you for doing too much you know, in the TFSA. Now there is a gray area of, of how many contributions and, you know, sales and the growth that you're making is considered too much. Um, so it really depends on the CRA. But if you're going to be doing crazy amounts, like I'm talking about, mm, if you kind of maybe watch a YouTube video or Google day trading, you'll kind of get a gist of what it is. I personally didn't really understand what day trading was until I saw these pictures of people with a billion computer screens with all these red and green lines of charts. So unless if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff, then a TFSA is not the place to do it. And this is when a non-registered account type is considered to be better. So moving on to my last segment about what types of TFSAs you should look into. Um, if you're sort of starting out, you don't have a lot of savings yet and you want to make one because you heard about it, you've turned 19 and you want to get into more of your financial portfolio, then I recommend just opening up a high interest TFSA. So this is pretty much like your average high interest uh, savings account that you might have uh, just with the word TFSA added on to it. The interest rate is the same. So right now the interest rate is um, at around 0.05%. It's really low, but because of the situation we are in, Bank of Canada has lowered it. Um, so 
a high interest savings account is usually very slow growing and also very low risk. Usually advisors will help you set up an automatic payment system where an amount like $25 or $100, whatever you set it up as, minimum being 25 of your money from your checking account moving each month into your account automatically, monthly, bi-weekly. So this is a great way to start, but I don't recommend having it as a long-term account. It's just to get the idea of what it is and become used to it. So this is kind of the account I had for three years um, since I was 19 and I had $250 sitting in there for those years and I literally only made $5 until I realized this is not the account that I should be having and we closed it. So it's just to kind of get you started. The one I usually recommend to mid-year college students or just college students in general is to skip the high interest savings account because you've probably made a high interest savings, you know, when you're younger and get a mutual funds. So a mutual funds is the more common TFSA type. It's basically where it pools different sources of funds like stocks, equities, bonds. These are known as asset classes and are generally low to medium risk. So the advisor at the bank will ask you a series of questions to determine your risk level and you could get an account that is really low risk um, or you could get an account that is aggressive or high risk with the gain um, and loss. So because the mutual fund is managed by the institution, there are usually fees attached to a mutual funds uh, like portfolio management fees, commissions and operating costs. That's really the only downside of a mutual funds, but it is really easy maintenance um, if you're wanting to get a little bit more growth than a savings account. And also if you're just starting out TFSA and investing. A few promotions that are out there just to get you started um, for a short while right now actually is at TD if you open up your first TFSA ever and you deposit $2,500, you can actually get $100 back from TD um, to just help you out with your growth and your investing. Uh, so the next one is I'm not going to discuss GICs because they are my least favorite type and they're not very common among college students. But to keep it short, it's just essentially an account to lock it for a period of time to be guaranteed a high amount of interest uh, than a savings account for keeping the money in there for that time. So it is considered a very low risk and safe account and it's usually recommended to older clients who don't plan on touching their money for a while. So finally, the last type of account is the direct investing account. So this is the account where you can purchase stocks, sell stocks, sell stocks oh my gosh and make pretty much awesome gains if you're good at you know trading and what you're doing now i'm not going to go into the details about the stock market and investing in this type of account because that is for another episode um, but all i want to say is that you can create an investing account to do trading under a tfsa so if you're someone who has been you know mutual funding for a while and you are getting interested in stocks the stock market and you're wanting to see you know a little bit more green you're wanting to gain a little bit more um, but you're okay with loss and seeing some red, then I highly recommend creating a Wealthsimple account. Uh, Wealthsimple is another brokerage that's kind of available online. So it's not an actual bank or anything like that. It's just an online platform where you can make 
uh, investment accounts and you can actually make a TFSA trading account here for free. So it's great to start out with. It's an app and it's also now available on a website. If you do actually decide on creating one, I do have a referral link where you can earn $10 from depositing a hundred and it actually helps me out with getting 25. So I'll leave that down below in this description if you are interested in creating a Wallsimple account and that will really help me out. Um, but it's great because we both get to earn a little bit of money from trading with Wallsimple. Uh, so yeah, if you want some free cash, just hit up that link below. All right. So this was a longer episode than usual, but I wanted to make it clear on covering everything about the TFSA and how you can get started. If you're excited to learn more, then definitely hit that follow and let me know of any questions or topics I should cover. Next, I'm seriously available to answering anything as well. So definitely message me if you are curious to know more and, you know, dealing with your financial portfolio as well. That is sort of my job. And I'm really passionate just on answering anybody's questions outside of work as well. Um, I recently had a conversation with a really good friend, um, which I will actually be sharing a podcast with next week. And we actually pre-recorded this podcast earlier um, a few weeks ago and now that we have been a few weeks down she's actually made so much progress and i'm literally so proud but honestly it's just from having these conversations getting motivated getting her kick started and sharing the knowledge that i have so that she can go out there and make those decisions herself but we will be talking about that conversation in next week's podcast but I hope you learn something new and valuable in this episode and I hope I've really convinced you to go out there and make a TFSA because it's literally so important like I don't think people understand when I tell my clients that if you don't have a TFSA yet you should go make one it's not because I'm trying to pressure you on to getting a product it's because I genuinely want you to it's so valuable it has so many benefits and it'll help you in the long run so if you're gonna make a product for investing TFSA is the one that I really really want you to make if you choose to not make anything else um, and I really hope that this podcast has changed that mindset so like always have a great week i'll see you next week and always stay spicy bye